Welcome to a brand new episode of Towelite Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And before we get into what we're geeking out on and the rest of the news, unfortunately, we have um, some deaths uh, that happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, Tim Sale, big one there uh, from the comic book world. Um, you might recognize his name from... The Batman discussion that we just had for Listen Up Casuals or just as a Batman fan, um, the long Halloween, amongst other things. Um, so that was a that was a big one. Uh, Philip Baker Hall, he's an actor. One of his better roles <clears> or <throat> bigger roles was uh, Bookman from from Seinfeld. Um, we also had Everett Peck from the animated world. He worked on uh, Duckman, The Critic. <laughs> Um, which I'm a big fan of both of those franchises. We have Gregory Jean, who was a prop maker. He did Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Dark Knight Rises, Avatar, all over the place. And then finally, uh, Joe Turkle, uh, Joe Turkle, uh, actor in The Shining, um, Blade Runner. I mean, tons of other things as well. So, you know, we'll take a moment of silence to kind of remember all these great creators, creatives, and um, yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> that that's that happened. Uh, it sucks, but such oh, is sucks. the way it, it is, I guess. But we'll always remember their amazing work. Um, so Chris, what have you been geeking out on, man? I started the rest of Stranger Things last night. I got through the eight and then half of nine. Well, yeah, half, about half of nine before I wanted to go to bed. So finish that up tonight. It was good. Can't wait to finish it. It was it was just really neat to watch it in this format of um, an hour and a half, and then it blew me away with basically like Stranger Things Endgame at two and a half hours. <laughs> I wasn't even prepared for that. I was I was gonna watch both episodes last night because I was under the impression it was an hour and a half, but pretty uh, pretty epic. Um, and then I've been playing Star Trek Online, which is an MMO, and I hate MMOs for a certain reason, and this is why I think I'm like level 22 already. <laughs> um, I'm on my tier three starship, you know. So yeah, it's good times. It's it's not. It reminds me more of Neverwinter than most MMOs. I think it's I think it was by the same people at one point for some reason or another. But it reminds me of Neverwinter a lot. So it's a good it's enjoyable. Good. Good. Yeah. That's you know, that's why I don't play MMOs either, because I'll get sucked in and I won't exist to the world. But um... right. I have no life, so whatever. <laughs> um yeah, Stranger Things. Uh, you know, I finished it finally last night. Um it it just blew me away. Honestly, this season has been so good and they've done such wild, crazy stuff in it. It's it's very goofy. And I'm happy that it's it doesn't take itself too seriously with some of the characters. And um Nor should it. No, it shouldn't. And especially like there's so many like, oh, this is Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, this yeah. is Last Starfighter. Oh, this is um Red Dawn. Like it's just <laughs> it's so yeah. good. <laughs> so so good so uh if you haven't watched it please watch because it's just amazing um all right so let's get over to marvel stuff 
MCU is coming back to Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con. This is like a big news because we've been talking about how little anyone should care about Comic-Con and then Marvel shows up. So what do you think we're going to see? What are they going to show? Definitely Kevin Feige's plan for the rest of phase four into phase five. I mean, it's been it's been brought up in conversation with him as of late that it's coming soon. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine it's going to be during San Diego Comic-Con. It's it doesn't it made no sense to me when these when these kind of things left Comic-Con. It makes no sense for me. Like if it's a pop culture event, why is the MCU not there? Marvel Comics I can get. Like comics should be going to smaller shows and stuff, but if you're a movie like a movie studio, why are you not at Comic-Con every year? But I can see these Comic-Cons and in-person events coming back in a strong way. I mean, it's like we keep saying there's never going to be an E3 again, and they keep saying it's it's coming back next year in person again. So hmm. we'll see a return to, you know, Sweatyville eventually. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just did um, uh, Heroes Con down in Charlotte, and yeah, absolutely, the neck beards were out. It was a typical, well, I'll say this. It was a typical con, but it was also not as busy. Um, so it was, there was plenty of walking room, plenty of space and, and it's I more comic that. based, right? It's, it's more comic only, centric, right? It. Yeah. So that, that shows you right there. It's like people are into the pop culture stuff more than comics itself. Um, yeah. you know, in, I mean, more and more people are getting those indie comics and buying them up, which is great, but it's still just like those big shows are where people want to go. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or yep. more fortunate for people that actually want to go to a comic con. Right. Yeah, it was it was nice to basically giant artist alley is what they are. So, Um, all right. So we get Milan Ray, uh, who's from the Wonder Years. She is cast in a lead role for the Blade uh, reboot, requel. We don't actually really know. Maybe that's something that will get mentioned at Comic-Con, but. This is interesting. Rumors are swirling around um, that she may be Blade's daughter. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, sure. There's a reason why they finally probably put her in that free comic book day comic. Mm -hmm. uh, The X Judgment Day. If anybody picked that up, that should not be like sitting next to your (laughs) toilet or anything like that. It's it is a first appearance. Um, She was supposed to come out back in the Marvel nowadays, but they decided not to do it at that point. So that's my guess. They're going for all these young heroes and just mm-hmm. really shaping up the MCU to be like family friendly. So I hope in light of Doctor Strange, too, that we get, you know, movies that we can still appreciate um, as adults. So, Yeah, I, I mean, Blade is one of those franchises, you know, we've talked about it plenty of times, like of all the things to be um, rated R. <laughs> We really, you know, I, I guess with vampires, you can get away with the Buffy thing. They could explode yeah, and they don't have to. OK, never mind. I am now giving a, a case. It's the same thing with Moon Knight. It's the same thing with Moon Knight where you're just right. not showing the violence. You can show right. blood. You don't have to show blood coming from people. He's right. fighting monsters most of the time. So it's such a it's such a cop out. Um, but whatever, if you want to keep everything at PG-13, people are doing good horror movies at PG-13. So who am I to say? Right, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I would imagine this this girl will be Blade's daughter. That's my bet. Yeah, I think it's a good 
I think it's a really good bet. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll find out. All right, over in across the Spider Verse casting news, we have um, Shea Wigam, who will be uh, George Stacy or Gwen Stacy's dad, and then we have um, the Vulture, who's going to be voiced by Jorma Tacone from the Lonely Island crew. Um, you know, just adding to more great of the voice cast people, such as Oscar Isaac and playing Spider-Man 2099. Issa Rae is Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman. It's rounding out the cast of this awesome movie. Can't wait. Don't delay it again, please. Yeah, right? I, yes, seriously. All right, so next, this is pure rumor. Apparently on Howard Stern, he's talking to a producer, and the producer's talking about how the next movie that he's working on is Doctor Doom. Now, doesn't name the producer in the article, doesn't name any really anything else. So other than he's saying Dr. Doom, obviously we know Dr. Doom has to come to the MCU because we're getting a fantastic four, but you know, do you believe this thing? Like, is they, are they shooting this movie? Are they in pre-production? Like, what do you think? I think that if anything, they would be in pre-production if this exists, right? Mm -hmm. um, because he's got to go over and do his, Mm -hmm. um and then they're gonna probably start whatever i i don't know you know it's it's a hot mic situation is it a fake thing maybe uh there's way too many rumors online and people said this and that in fake news so who knows uh mm -hmm. does it make sense to me yes and no i think that marvel will definitely try the mcu will definitely try to do some villain stuff uh because DC definitely can do it with their villains who are way more interesting than most Marvel villains um, and can hold their own books and, and whatnot. You know, Dr. Doom is probably one of the top villains in Marvel who would deserve a movie. But would it make sense to bring him in this way versus like mm -hmm. Black Panther 2 versus the antagonists, you know, the overarching antagonists that keep talking about? I would have already imagined they would have started putting Dr. like Von Doom Easter eggs throughout phase four mm -hmm. if they're setting up something like that at the same point you have a very magic centric phase at this point with dr strange and the scarlet witch and we've already seen really shitty dr dooms on the scientific side of things we haven't seen so much of it on the mystical side of things where he actually does belong um so it would be really interesting to see that that aspect of him come up and go in that direction Right. I I absolutely agree. I it would it'd be strange a little bit to have it be a solo movie, but I want Doom, so I at the same time I I, I don't care. <laughs> However you want to figure it out, I'm there and I will see it. <laughs> if Secret Wars is the next thing, then Doom would make sense going into it. Absolutely. Uh, and absolutely. then all of a sudden the fantastic you do Fantastic Four is either like a, a throwback movie to introduce them. Or right. they're just showing up in kind of the last movie in this phase and it kind of goes into Secret Wars, you know? Right, so, right. Exactly. Who knows? Who knows? All right. So uh, Ironheart, more casting news, more things going on with that. They cast Manny Montana uh, in in the um, in it. I'm not entirely sure who he is. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I don't care because like these shows I'll watch when they're complete now um unless she hulk does like episodic 
I just it, it's 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 not even worth watching these shows every week because you can't judge them as an individual episode when they're like a, an event series. So, right. I um I'm not I'm not really pumped for most MCU shows at this point. They haven't really mar- like checked all those boxes for me. They're mm-hmm. great and they're fun, but let's 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 get crazy. <laughs> let's get nuts as I mean, what are you building towards i just don't see it so that's why i'm really excited to see what he's going to say it you know possibly sdcc about where this is all headed and maybe it'll make sense but at this point it's very i don't know all over the place for me well to your point uh of next things wonder man tv show is in the works this is going to be by destin daniel cretton who did shang chi um He's got a larger overall deal working with Marvel. Um, I know Wonder Man a little bit, but not a lot. And I also am with you where I'm not super excited about these shows yet. Nothing has. Okay, Loki was very, very good. And I like, you know, I loved Hawkeye. Like, yeah, I love parts of Wonder WandaVision. Like, I, I don't have anything against any of the shows. It's just like. You know, what what does this all mean? Where does this come in? Like, this is another super powerful character. You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? So what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I guess what you're saying is that they haven't really knocked it out of the park yet. Uh, where no. I've just been, like, slammed. Either as Star Wars, you know? So Disney no. has been, like, kind of, like, going along that line of pleasing the fans but with Wonder Man, it's interesting, especially with the Thunderbolts announcement. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could see him being involved with that. I do like the fact that when they announced Creighton's uh, involvement in a comedy series, people were like, what What could this be? Yeah, Shang-Chi was funny at times, so maybe a spin off of that. But this, this is actually really interesting, taking a character that's, you know, kind of been, um, he's not really well known. Uh, he's mm-hmm. known. Uh, of course, he's like, if you read West Coast Avengers, if you watched you know, Avengers cartoon and, you know, in the, in the 90s, most Marvel fans are familiar with him. So at least, so I'm, I, I don't know, like you, it's like something like this. Are you going to go into more, like, are you just going to concentrate on characters instead of making this big, like fruit punch where everybody's together, hanging out and have to cross over every time? I don't know. Of course, that's, that's the common thread between things, but I would also kind of like to see where they've done it with Moon Knight, where, they have it it's just its own kind of thing ex- right it is but then like the gods part of it is being influenced because they mention gore um they're building this whole pantheon of they don't mention gore by name they've mentioned gore in in a, in basically like talking about him you know who they're talking about uh, so this whole thing of like they're creating this huge pantheon of gods across the marvel universe including shang chi and doctor strange and this and more it's kind of setting up this side of things that i'm not sure what they're going to do with it hmm. maybe That's... blade has something to do with it you know vampire gods i don't know it's it'll be <sighs> interesting to see how big they go with it and where it leads us right yeah that's interesting very very interesting um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna find out let's jump across the pond here though uh get over to dc first thing this news broke last week this is ridiculous joker 2 quite possibly a musical with um lady gaga as harley i don't even know what to say other than i i like musicals yep. 
<laughs> I like Lady Gaga. Yep, I'll probably too. watch this. I would I would have watched it anyway, even though I didn't like the first movie, just because I'm glutton for punishment when it comes to Marvel or sorry, superhero things in general. Um, but yeah, man, like this is crazy. Yeah, we didn't need that movie. <laughs> I don't mind that movie. I've watched it twice, I think. Uh it's it, there's a few different things to break that movie down, but this sounds weirdly enticing to me. Um, big Lady Gaga fan, so I'd love to see her in that role because I think that it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she would do a really good job in it. I like Joaquin Phoenix. I think that he could do an even even deeper, darker Joker. But where does this all lead? We have one musical number during the the movie. Is it a full musical? Who knows. All we know is that Todd Phillips now has a lot more control over this DC universe, and this is mm-hmm. where it's headed. So I'm a little confused. Yeah, that's DC. besides billions of dollars, I guess. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true too. Um, all right, next we've got uh, HBO Max is going to be doing a Mexico set DC animated film, which is Batman Azteca. Of course, it's a Batman film because uh, <laughs> there's no other reason that people will watch it or so DC thinks. Um, you know, this is kind of kind of interesting that we're getting this. I, I'll say this. I do think that DC pushes the limit when it comes to diversity. I think that they've been at the forefront before Marvel has on on most things. No, you don't think so? No, I'm totally agreeing with you. Oh, uh, I'm just ready to, to pipe in because... Yeah, say it. Yeah, they're, I mean, they've been, their animated movies are the best thing in comic book media, period. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, the MCU is great. The MCU is not great for everybody. And it's very, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. But for somebody who's an adult and a DC fan, these movies have been about 98% spectacular. Uh, yeah. And some of the best storytelling I've seen, yeah. uh, even opposed to, especially, you know, compared to their, uh, live action stuff so yeah i couldn't agree more couldn't agree more so mcu exists on like this different plane where you can't even touch it anymore you know so it's, you can't compare shit to it yeah you can't play around as much anymore so it's very no. weird. um so anyway yeah we'll check that out whenever it comes out uh battle of the super sons got a trailer speaking of dc animated um it looks great it looks fun damien yeah. and jonathan is it Yep. Right. They're teaming yep. up um, as they've done in the comics many times. So that will come out, I think, later this year. Interesting animation style. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, but I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. I love those two. I love the Peter Tomasi series by the Super Sons. Um, it's a really, a really cool duo and definitely characters that are going to have a lot of influence over the next few decades so yeah awesome uh then what do we got here we've got harley trailer harley quinn season three that's coming out to uh july is they are going to be back i didn't realize it's been a two-year hiatus thanks covid Jeez, yeah so finally um you know we've been talking about this series since it started so we're really excited to see that come back as well as the other uh spinoffs that's coming from that universe <laughs> no absolutely it's a great it was a really great trailer i'm ready for some plant on you know just reaction so let's get with it because this is the only place they're doing this relationship 
someday they'll do it on the big screen where we'll get a Harley and Ivy movie. I hope so. Get Mad Love, the adaptation or something, you know. Um, And then finally, we have Christian Bale open to returning to Batman. Basically, he said if Christopher Nolan calls him up, he'll he'll come back. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't care. Nobody cares. Well, I how about this? We don't care. Everyone else cares. <laughs> well, everybody else doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. So Christian Bale <laughs> Batman sucks. Uh, go listen to the Batman episode about our opinions. And most times we talk about Christopher Nolan's trilogy uh, on this show. I don't care. If you're going to do an old man Batman, I have plenty of other options for you to do a dark knight returns movie yeah also when i get my ethan hawk joker then we can talk but christian bale just you know go hang out in the mcu yeah if i see I, a batman movie it better be robert pattinson this is also true <laughs> i'm open to coming back Fuck off. uh so why don't you take us into comics <laughs> with that let's talk about star wars first oh um, yeah Ronan Comic has announced uh, the best part of Visions, I would say. Uh, so this will continue the story of Ronan, which, you know, is great because usually these comics love to just to adapt it instead of just telling new stories and then making you buy the adaptation. But luckily we get a, a continuation of that story. There's also the novel you can read about this character. So they're really building out that world, luckily. Yeah, that's cool. I I really like that story. You know what I mean? I thought it was one of the the coolest ones, and I actually kind of hope they continue it when they do the next uh, legend or visions, rather. Exactly. Me too. Me too. I'd love to see more visual. Um, next up, we got the Lego Summer Vacation trailer, the next fun special on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm really excited to see this. It's going to start streaming on Disney Plus on August 5th. Brick antics galore. <laughs> yeah i uh you know these have been good so far so i'll keep watching them if they keep up the quality i i think the what was it the halloween one yes was the first one no that was the last year's one the, uh, the christmas Holly's special yeah how, or life day that was just great that was yeah. great star wars storytelling <laughs> yeah i mean those they're definitely better than most of the stuff than live action stuff. So that's what I'm saying, man. I'm gonna yeah. say it right now. Um, and last up in Star Wars news, Celebration tickets, Celebration London, uh, went up for pre-sale. Four days sold out. Saturday sold out. So enjoy your sporadic weekend if you haven't <laughs> yeah. uh, if you haven't bought tickets and missing the best day on Saturday. So yeah, yeah. Uh, this has been the trend as of late. You're not if you don't know what's going on. If you don't know when those tickets are going up for sale, you're not going to Celebration. Uh, since we went in 2017, I don't I remember it being kind of a hassle to get tickets in a way, but now where they're selling out like San Diego Comic-Con and other things quick. Now it's even quicker, I'm sure, um, than most other conventions. Star Wars is very popular, many new fans, so don't expect it to be like the old days of celebration. Yeah, no, it, no, it's actually a pain in the butt. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now let's talk about comics. Uh Starting with Marvel, some cool Halloween stuff going on. Uh, they've announced a Halloween comic book extravaganza program, uh, which will incorporate a number of upcoming titles. 
Um, also, guess what? It's a jumping on point for new readers. Just to let you know, as usual. <laughs> yeah, I like, you know, I like this idea. Um, mm-hmm. keeping, the, keeping the free comic book day kind of going, you yeah. know, in the fall. Smart. October 29th, uh, head on over to your local comic book shop uh, for some great activities. Uh, we know the Midnight Suns game is headed our way. I'm very excited to play that. Uh, of course, Marvel is smart about, you know, doing tie-in titles around releases. So, of course, we're going to get a new comic series. Uh, it's being written by Ethan Sachs, who writes Bounty Hunters, uh, which I'm reading and I really enjoy. Uh, with Luigi Zagaria. Uh, and then we'll have Blade, Kushala, Ghost Rider, Magic, Wolverine, Nico Minoru, and Zoe Laveau, uh, who was from Strange Academy. So that that book is really picking up steam and characters from that. So if you have that, that's a cool first appearance for many new characters. Uh, but, you know, this is this is exciting. This is going on sale on September 14th. I've already pre-ordered issue number one. Yeah, I also pre-ordered it because you know I love this kind of crap. <laughs> yep. You also love Planet of the Apes, uh, which yes, this is kind of exciting. Marvel's gotten the right to Planet of the Apes, and they'll be starting to publish new comics next year in 2023. Yeah, this was one of those, like... Um... I don't know. It's just awesome. <laughs> like I, yeah. I didn't even think about it, and now we're getting it, and that's all that I care about. I'm very, very excited to see the continuing uh, adventures of these Planet of the Apes monkeys. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, the DC side of things, Tim Drake, third Robin, is now bisexual. He had a big feature in the latest Pride comic, so they're really pushing this character into a new light, if I may. Uh, and also he's going to be getting his own ongoing again. Uh, so very, very popular Robin, one of the most popular Robins, uh, especially if you're a comic reader in the nineties. Um, uh, I love Tim Drake and his new series will drop starting. It's called Tim Drake, Robin, September 27th. I'm excited about this. I, I really like him as a character. You know, he's arguably one of the smartest Robins, uh, definitely technology wise. I, I like, I like the way that he's utilized and I like that he, yeah. to me is a lot different than some of the other ones, uh, Robin wise. Yeah. They do a good job individualizing them. Yeah. With the passing of the great George Perez this year, uh, Ugh, there'll be a po- poster portfolio this November. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, if you're really into his art, like we are, uh, it'll be 42 pages of covers, including New Teen Titans, Wonder Woman, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and more. It's only a fraction, of course, of his work. Uh, but some of the best stuff, in my opinion, was when he was on DC. So very sad that we lost him this year, but some good tributes headed our way. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that they did this. Um, yeah, just, I mean, he... As far as the comic book world goes, this is the biggest loss that we've had this year in maybe 100%. period. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, yeah. yeah. I mean, Stanley, obviously, but I'm just saying. No, no. I mean, that wasn't this yeah. year. You know, yeah. I was going to say Tim Sale, too, but George Perez's no, George imprint Perez. is just, yeah. it's it's beyond even most, <laughs> most right. on the creatives. So very sad, uh, but, you know, that'll be available soon. Um, image. You know, uh, Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman are teaming up again for a, call, a book called Vanish. It's 
hailed as the brutal as hell tale of magical worlds, gifted youth, evil sorcerers, superheroes, war, blood, guts, and death. Um, available this September. You know, that sounds like everything up our alley. Yup. Yeah, when you sent this, I mean, it just it sounds like pure image is really what it sounds like. So, yeah, this one got um, or will be getting a pre-order absolutely immediately because it just sounds great. And then uh, throwing it back to our childhood, uh, IDW will be releasing a new Ninja Turtles comic called Saturday Morning Adventures, which will go back to our favorite animated series from the 80s, um, late 80s, early 90s. And it'll be telling stories from that time. It'll be written by Eric Burham uh, with art by Tim Laddie. And it'll run for four issues. Yeah, I thought this is a, you know, this is a good idea. Um, continuing on those adventures that we grew up with when we were kids and watching it, I, th- I think it's just really smart and, and taking place in that universe. So that that's a fun one. It's almost like what NECA's doing in the toys with that realm. <laughs> and the game. Yeah, I was just going to mention it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be a real throwback to that, that classic fun time of Ninja Turtles. I would, like, I would love to see them do more with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the plans are moving forward with, like, you know, the theme of live action, theme of new animated series, but that will always be, you know, near and dear to my heart, that series. So um, anything from it, I'll take. Yep. Uh, and then last up, Marvel picks up a title, they lose a title. Uh, so they lost the rights to Conan for whatever reason, but Titan Comics has picked it up, which, fine. I'd rather see these smaller companies get titles that, you know, people want to read. Um, Conan the Barbarian license has moved completely to that um imprint yeah i didn't so okay mike it moved from from marvel to titan yeah marvel had conan for the last couple years okay and now it's gone now marvel doesn't have it at all strangely okay so he just shows up in his own title shows up on savage avengers yep and then disappears i don't know goes through a time warp you know i don't know Okay. Yeah. But I just made it make sense. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Weird. Great. All right. Let's wrap up this half of the show with Crowd Sorcery. Yeah. I'll take over here. So, first up, we got Scarlet Ranger 2 by Ro Lamb. Um, At the time of this recording, it's got 10 days left. It has reached goal, but obviously, still needs your help to continue on. This is an African American. superhero story family story artwork is just absolutely fantastic and i know ro and he's a good guy so uh worth worth back in this one so as usual we'll leave the links for all of these uh crowd sorceries this one's ending really soon but we thought we should probably mention it because you could probably still order it afterwards so this is cyberpunk 277 gangs of night city the board game this is another miniature game it's you know already made what five hundred and sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> like as all these mini games tend to do um that's it you know go get it if you're into miniatures get it now because you know it's gonna not be the same price it will be much much more <laughs> yeah and like casey mentioned usually there's those after um campaigns not always on kickstarter sometimes right to another format but You'll be able to find this regardless. It's, you know, it's the game is has gained steam again finally um, after they made up for all their 
bullshit. Like False promises, yeah. Um, but it's a great game, and I'm really excited to see more from this world. Absolutely. And then finally, uh, Mike Tenner's got Dead End Moon 2, or Issues 1 and 2. This is a supernatural Western. Um, this one just started its campaign, so still plenty of time to go ahead and back it. But if you're into Westerns and badass female protagonist, this is for you. For it is for me. Sounds for like it. You. Oh, so man. let's go on our first commercial break and we'll see you guys soon. Defet Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. Defat Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with Defat Comics. We are back from those commercials, so let's talk a little audio. Uh, first up, Talkville from Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum. So you're a you're a big oh shoot I just erased that you're a big fan of uh, Michael Rosenbaum's other podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Inside of you, um, okay. he's a good That's host, it. and that one's really a lot more. It's almost like a therapy session, if I'm being quite honest. Like he talks to these celebrities, and you do learn a lot about them, but like mostly like how much they struggle with being actors and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's cool. They give you some behind the scenes stuff. This Talkville, because he's had um, Tom Welling on many times and they do cons together. So they are really good friends. This will be another one of those podcasts where they go through every episode of the series and give you behind the scenes on that. I didn't write it down. They just announced one for Void Meets World, which yep. is like, which is weird. Like, Ben Savage isn't in it, but Topanga and Sean and Eric, the brother, are are hosting that. So anyway, you know, this seems to be like a big trend nowadays is that people are exploring these television shows from the actors. And I really like them, especially if you're a fan of Smallville or whatever else is going on out there. I, th I think this is a cool idea. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then also we have a new Marvel Wastelanders podcast. Uh, of course, it makes sense that they would do a Wolverine one uh, eventually. So this is this is exciting because I would love this is all set in the um, in the old man Logan world. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to get another Wolverine story from it. Uh, and Robert Patrick is in this one. Well, oh, that's nice. Yeah, as Wolverine. Size. As Wolverine. Yeah, that's, I could see it's it. It's cool. Yeah. Hear it now. So um I'll I'll be checking this out because I've been meaning to wa listen to the other ones uh, because I do love that Elseworld. Yeah, this is this just sounds like a sweet ass story. He's got to take this uh, young mutant to Kitty Pride in Rachel Summers and get away from the Red Skull. So this is uh, this is cool. Yeah, I'm I'm all about these. <laughs> honestly, I started that Batman one. Um, which has been pretty cool so far. The one that's uh, by Goyer, Batman Unearthed or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah I've good. been meaning to listen to that one. I also wanted to listen to that that fun one on, on HBO Max. Oh, that one's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a good one, too. <laughs> awesome. Um, awesome. Can't wait. 
All right. So let's get over to TV, right? Yep. Uh, we've got the Raw 10 adult animated series. This is from McFarlane based off of the toys that he created. Um, he's had his foot in, in animation many times. Um, so this is this is going to be interesting to see what this means exactly. <laughs> so these are those animals, right? Um, yeah. yep. so it's interesting because Cygor was always a big character, uh, that I remember from the original, uh, toy series and stuff like that. A cool, cool design, but then it kind of just went crazy with the rest of them. Yeah. Things like a shark and, and more. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Yeah. It's, it's by Rooster Teeth. They're the ones who are yeah. doing the animation. So, um, yes, absolutely. Should be very interesting to see how this expands. Even the it's part of the Spawn franchise, technically. Yeah. So that's cool. what I'm saying. That's what I yeah. think is kind of crazy yeah. about it. Uh, what a weird, neat spinoff. So, I mean, we're getting this. We'll someday get a new Spawn movie, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, someday. Um, our favorite, one of our favorite animators here, Jendi Tartakovsky, he inks a deal with Warner Brothers Animation. So he'll be continuing doing things for Cartoon Network. He'll be doing stuff for Warner Brothers and HBO Max, you know, Samurai Jack, uh, Primal, I mean, uh, Dexter's Laboratory. I mean, this guy's credits go on and on and very excited to see what he decides to do. <laughs> Did you say Hotel Transylvania? I didn't, but I mean, yeah, we could also say Clone Wars, you could say Powerpuff yeah. Girls. I mean, you gotta I just, say it all. Yeah, he's got a lot. Okay, <laughs> um, so we'll find out what that what that means. Yeah, they'd be uh, morons not to sign this deal. Like, get yeah. this guy under under your wing. Period. Yes, yes. <laughs> like he's, genius. It's one of the best. So, speaking of HBO and deals, um, apparently there's a Game of Thrones spinoff sequel series, rather, Jon Snow. Uh, it's entitled Snow at the moment. <laughs> I'm going to be it, honest with you. Let it snow. I, I think this sounds awesome, personally. I do, too. I like yeah. Jon Snow. Me I would too. love it to be like an old man Snow series, but no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really felt like Jon Snow was kind of shafted at the end of the entire series uh with with his character and it was just kind of so rushed in a way um that i really wanted to see more from from that character because he was one of my favorites from the show yeah absolutely so when where all that kind of stuff you know uh i don't know but hopefully we get some news more news on it soon um okay so this is weird harrison ford and helen mirren awesome it's not it is it's it's both it, they are in the 1923, which is another spinoff from the Yellowstone world, supposed to be taking place during Prohibition times. It's it's done by Tyler Sheridan, who I need to read up on this guy or, or listen to some interviews because he's just created an entire universe of his own making. And all yes. of the series have been doing good. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. Not to mention the talent that is involved with these with like, all of, if yeah. it wasn't that i wouldn't i would be like okay this is okay like this looks cool but i i, I need to watch the 1800 one still like i'm not as interested in the yellowstone one because like modern westerns are are okay for me like i'm sure i'd like it but I'm sure and i'm a like kevin it, costner though. fan but yeah <laughs> at the same time as like the western one really draw drew me in this one the roaring 20s prohibition like you said 
this was originally called 1933, right? Yes. And yeah. so they switched it because I was like, all right, 1933, that's kind of weird. But this, this is even like propelled into my whole zeitgeist completely even more because Harrison Ford starring a, like a Prohibition era show. I'm ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, this just, uh, like you said, the talent behind it is absolutely epic and very, very excited to see what comes from the show. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin, uh, <laughs> best known from his Did role you sneeze? as oh, Moadib sure. <laughs> from the first Dune. <laughs> um, and nothing else. He's in nothing else. He'll yeah, be joining Fallout, the TV show. So, I don't know. We don't know what the role is or anything, but. You know, there's I, casting. I yeah, I don't That's care. That's all we need to know. Yeah, I just need this show to come out so I can watch it. Cause I'm very excited to see anything from it. Um, right, right. And the more talent that's attached to it, the better, because then it just—it's like they're taking it seriously. You know. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm happy that we're getting some good casting. Uh, Paper Girls. We got a little teaser trailer. The show comes out very soon, actually. I think the end of this month. Right? It comes out. I'm not sure, but it does come out very soon. Sorry, July 29th. Yeah, yeah. the end of this month. I have some things to say. <laughs> say it, Chris. First off, I, I feel like anything by Brian K. Vaughn does not get enough coverage or press or anything. No, absolutely um, not. When I searched this trailer... First off, it does not even pop up on my recommendations in YouTube. Nope. Now, why would it not when I watch comic book stuff, science fiction stuff, everything? What is wrong with the S, um, SSO? What is it? I'm sorry. SEO. SEO on this. And so what's going to happen to this? It's coming out on the 29th. It's got a very small teaser that was good, especially if you actually read it. If you um, read it, it's good. But, if it's not, If you didn't. It's does it draw you generic. in? No. Does it, right? Does it draw you in? No. So I I don't really feel like they're doing a really good job pushing this. So I would I don't really have much hope in it except that it may grab that Stranger Things audience. I hope it does because the weirdness and the teenagerness and the and the whole homages, but I just I I I'm kind of confused about the way that they have been treating Brian Brian K. Vaughn properties as of late. Why Last Man got totally fucked by Right by its by its coverage. So well, here's the other thing: we've gotten a 40 second trailer, or sorry, teaser, and then we've got a minute teaser. Release a whole effing trailer, right? Like what? What? What are you waiting for? It comes out at the time of this recording. We're recording on July 2nd. It comes out in 27 days, and you aren't going to give me a trailer. Like every time I log into Amazon, like Amazon.com, show it. Every exactly. single time, all of my stuff is is uh, comic book related for the most part. You know what I mean? Like it's it's I've bought uh, all of Paper Girls from yep. Amazon. Like you should be showing this every single time. Like they just don't do anything to market his. Just like you said, it's, it's very frustrating because it's probably going to be another series that unless you're going full boys like the boys does. Like I just don't see it having any real you know or or what's it's called um invincible like yeah unless paper girls decides to be hard r i don't know if it's gonna work yeah and also it's like it's called paper girls and there's not a damn thing in that trailer that even shows why it's called paper girls like, right how right. do you who who writes these trailers um 
I don't know. Because I could have written a better trailer for that. So, whatever. I'm excited to watch this show. I'm not really excited to see what happens, but yeah, we'll see. Um, And then finally, TV news. Who's the boss is getting a requel? At the time right now, Alyssa Milano and Tony Danza are back. Is Judith Light going to come back? That would make sense. She is the boss. Jonathan. Right, right. Well, Mona could also be the boss, but she's passed away. Uh, CGI Mona. So, I don't, yeah, you know. I watched Who's the Boss. Um, too. It went on for like seven or eight seasons. So I would check this out. That's it. It's one of my after school staples, man. I I grew up. I grew up with that family. So damn right. Um, all right. So let's jump over to movies. Uh, first things up, Justin Lin. Remember how we reported he left? Huh, he left Fast 10 and Louis Leterrier took over. Well, it looks like he's working on a live action adaptation of One Punch Man. Um, I have not. Have you watched any of this? I have, and I've been tempted to, but I have not. So I've watched two episodes, and I don't know why I didn't watch more because it is pretty crazy. Like I get why it's good. <laughs> so I just need to. I just need to literally go back and and go watch it. Yeah, and I'm just like, what a smart move for Justin Lin. Honestly, it's like yeah. the the Fast and Furious saga is is fun for you and I. Um, but it is definitely getting it extended and extended. Um, and if to have that opportunity to bring this to life, I, um, I would definitely take it if I was him. So yeah, I will have to definitely check out, um, some one punch man. Is it on Netflix? Where is it at? I think it's on Netflix. You have a lot of anime that I, I need to yell at you to watch, but yes, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a classic (laughs) anime person. I need to watch more modern there's you know it's funny i'm not going to try to go off too much but i think why anime is because we were talking about it at the con like why is there always so much anime stuff at these comic cons and all that kind of stuff and why is it and arguably bigger than comics absolutely traditional comics it 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 is bigger manga is i think it's because the stories are so insanely out there that we can't even wrap our minds around something <laughs> like that in America. <coughs> I did it again on, on air. Sorry. Um, I was so <coughs> thinking back by your right. comments. Yeah. yeah, I was. <laughs> I agree with you completely. It's what drew to anim- me to anime when I was a kid. Because when you watch how crazy some of the storylines are, how adult they are at times, too. Yeah. Uh, it was always something that drew me to it because... It was insane. It made you think more than a general cartoon did. So I, um, I've always been a big anime fan, and you're right. I, I don't know why I don't watch more now. I mean, there's just so much stuff to watch. I guess that it, um, at least I, my wife loves it, so we should watch more anime. Yeah, I'll no excuse I'll, off of the you know off camera off mic. I I will give you some suggestions of the new stuff I've been watching that's really good. Cool. Um. All right. So speaking of anime. Or at least animated Avatar: The Last Airbender. They are going to expand that a lot. This is kind of crazy news. So they're going to do new movie projects, um, maybe another TV show. You know what I mean? It's it's Avatar Studios, basically, which will just be more stuff coming from Avatar: The Last Airbender. It sounds like they're just getting started over at Paramount <laughs> with what to do with this world. Yeah, and I'm all about it. I just I would rather see them get this first live action series out and then see what the reception is. 
I know that's people, different, though. You know, it is, but yeah. it's also kind of like, look what M Night Shyamalan did to the franchise. You know, right. by making that movie. Um, will this new series please longtime fans? Where longtime fans will back the idea of this Avatar Studios uh, and want more instead of just being like, we were good with what we had and it was awesome. Um, so it just it really depends on who's in charge. Uh, this is from the original. Create. This is from the original creators, which is interesting because they actually left that Netflix series. Remember? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think this will do amazingly well. It's cool. the live action on Netflix, which is probably going to bomb. Yeah. If they can expand the animated world in a smart way and tell new stories, I'm all about it because I I love that world. Yeah, 100 percent agreed with that um all right lord of the rings the war of rohim this is an animated movie um which is really interesting coming coming to uh amazon with brian cox starring as this uh you know badass dwarf so hey sounds about right that sounds about right he should yeah yeah exactly so this is Interesting. Um, the thing that makes this kind of cool is that it is an anime set in Peter Jackson's Middle Earth, which is really the the Middle Earth, but takes place in that time period. So I'm very, very excited about this. That's right. Open the gates of Mordor and give us all the Lord of the Rings content we deserve. Um, yep. There's no reason why we don't have this and more at this point. Uh, it's a beloved franchise that has so much potential to be turned into various media things. So yeah. do it up. I'm so excited for more Lord of the Rings. Me too. Um, okay. Valiant news. This has been something we've been talking about for years, which is the Harbinger movie finally found. Well, it's found a new director. Let's just say that because this has been something in the works for a long time. Paul Downs Colizio will be writing and directing it, and it's moved from Sony to Paramount. Um, what does this mean? What is it going to happen? I don't really know, <laughs> but hopefully we see something with Harbinger. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Are we talking about the Spawn movie? I, I forget what we're talking about here. Um, oh I have no faith that this is going to happen or that anybody's going to give a shit, honestly. Um, I'm sorry. I just... Hey. What are they doing? You know what I mean? It's like, what is Valiant doing to drive their brand? Like, you put out a Bloodshot movie, and now it's been how long? Like, I Two get COVID, in. but oh. you could have been doing animated stuff. You could have been doing a lot of things to expand your world. And now it's like, let's go and revisit the, the Valiant-verse five years later and not do a Ninjak movie. Yeah. Or not continue the series with a bigger budget or going on a streaming service or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know what's going on over there, but um, yeah, we'll see. Okay, so Planet of the Apes. We have some some moves on this. Um, Justin Krull is writing the new one and Wes Ball will be directing it. And according to this, uh, it looks like we will be getting something, a new trilogy of films from Disney and, and Fox or just Disney. Yeah, it's interesting how Marvel has just picked up that comic title as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. what a push. 
I actually just renamed the episode to Planet of the Towelites because we have two tidbits of Pota news this uh, episode. So we sure do. I um yes, this is a this is a franchise that should be pushed. I love that trilogy, um, and I I I know it you know won't probably be anything involved with that, but anything from this 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 zeitgeist would be beautiful. Um, and I'm excited to hear this news. Yeah, this is um, this is interesting because of the fact that, like you said, is it part of it? You know what I mean? Like, is it more Caesar or like his kids? You know what I mean? Like, will it continue to lead into the first Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston? I don't know, but I'm excited to find yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> connecting series. Yeah, exactly. Connecting movies. Who knows? Who knows? Well. Um, this is a cool thing. So Zoe Kravitz is going to be in a superpower heist movie called The Sundance Kid Might Have Some Regrets um, about these two twins who rob banks. One of them has superpowers. One of them doesn't. Whatever. <laughs> like, let me let me see this movie because it sounds like this is the kind of stuff that like it's an original idea. It's not based off of anything. It yeah. just sounds like a sweet ass time. I agree. I agree. This is this is the kind of stuff where you're incorporating, you know, comic book elements into a genre movie. And that's and that's exactly kind of like everybody's into superpowers. Does it have to be dominantly about that? I don't know, but it definitely fits in well for what's going on in pop culture right now. Um, and Zoe Kravitz is awesome. So that's right. That's right. Um, and then, okay, so this is cool. Spy Kids reboot lands Zachary Levi and Gina Rodriguez. It's cool because it's getting done by Robert Rodriguez's, like, sister. Or no, no, Rodriguez will write, direct, and produce the next film. Okay, so it's just a new a new world of Spy Kids. Yeah, a new entry into the, the new... <laughs> a new multiverse part i guess I, yeah right i i don't understand except the fact that fine it's he's the creator so he can definitely do whatever he wants i i don't understand the day of requels why we don't get something more connected to the verse that they had set up already but we don't know that it doesn't that's true too that's true yeah we don't know that it doesn't yet so we'll see what that means um all right John Williams, his last movie will be Indiana Jones 5. Uh, he's 90. I wouldn't be surprised if he does like some little things here and there. You know what like, I mean? Like, like the Obi-Wan theme? Like the Obi-Wan theme, yeah. Like stuff like or the solo theme. You know what I mean? Like yeah. little things here and there. I wouldn't be surprised. But as far as full-on scores, he's done. And this dude, he could do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I um. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a sad day when John Williams passes. Uh, what a influence on everything, you know, period. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, ugh. OK, we got a trailer for Hocus Pocus 2. I'll be honest with you. I watched that first movie for the first time last year. I absolutely did not like it at all. And I think I just the ship had sailed for me. I'm, You know, I'm talking about it because most people do like it. I'm in the minority here, so. No, there's a trailer for it. I've never watched it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've heard it's good, but I guess I've had no real interest to watch it. And yeah, your opinion 
matters to me. So I guess I would probably not enjoy this. Much, it was so. just one of those things where, you know, it's Should been 30 as a years. Kid. Yeah. 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 We would have, we probably would have been like, oh, it's like Ernest Scared Stupid. I can watch it every year. But yeah. Oh, it's like that. <laughs> but not. All right. <laughs> um, what's next is Alice is Missing, the role playing game, is getting turned into a movie. So I don't know if you read about this. That's what but... you sent me the other day. Yes, because I was like, what is the you're like, we gotta play this. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, the game is played over text messages as you're trying to solve the disappearance of Alice Briarwood. Um, each person ad- ad- assumes the identity of a different person who's part of Alice's life to try to solve this. So this game huh. sounds perfect for us <laughs> because you know, we live three thousand miles apart and you know, taking that and turning it into a movie sounds very interesting uh, to me. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm going to really have to read that article you sent me. What a smart <laughs> idea. Um, right? What was that old cartoon where they had the toys that you could shoot the TV with? Uh, let's cross over all let's of the media. Yeah, let's do please. it. Please. Um, yeah, very cool. I'll have to check that out. That's right. And then finally, 8 Billion Genies has been picked up. Uh, This is a Charles Soule and Ryan Brown uh, image comic where everyone in the world gets a genie who grants them one wish. And as you can imagine, all hell breaks all loose. And this just, again, sounds like a kick-ass idea for a comic. And I cannot wait to know what is going to happen from this. Yeah, that comic just dropped in the last month. Um, so what a what a crazy kind of like deal here. But I mean, Charles Soule is 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 picking up steam like no other right now. Yeah, you got a you got a you know a promotion in the Star Wars world. Uh, his stuff is getting picked up across all of the different publishers. So very excited for this guy. He's a great writer, and I'm really excited to you know dive into this series and then watch this. Sounds just- neat. Just so you know, there is a variant cover for there's a variant cover for this comic where on it it is the actor Andrew Divoff who plays the Wishmaster in a famous Genie's variant edition. <laughs> where do you get this variant? TFAW. That's that's it. That's the one. It's so funny. It's the only number one left. Is oh. this? Is this? Is that on pre-order or add to cart? Add to cart. All right. For eight ninety-nine. I think I'm gonna yeah. buy it. Yeah, I think I will too. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Why'd you buy two? We'll save on shipping. I'll pay you for it. Uh, I'll do it. That's so funny. That's anyway, awesome. that is genius. Ugh. Oh, you have to minimum genius ten copies. Oh, what? It's for uh, it's bulk. Yeah, that's goofy. That's... That'll that makes it rare. <laughs> yeah, I know it really does. Very. That's a very weird thing. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so um, so what's next, Chris? <laughs> let's let's just end the show right there. That was yeah, genius. Right. Um, anyways, genius, genius, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um. <laughs> As you and I wait for Diablo 4 um, so we can play together and not play that uh, mobile version that seems to be soulless and and stealing people's money, apparently. Um, 
it's coming to next gen consoles in 2023 so be excited uh you will be able to get a previous version if you don't have a next gen console of course but i'm ready for this this game um you and i have not played enough diablo 3 together unfortunately but 2023 is our year for diablo that's it um yeah you know i've played every diablo since they came out i enjoy every one of them and that's it bring it on thank you for (laughs) introducing me to it um next up if i can get back to my notes here just dropped him. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the Starfield footage. Now, this is going to be by Bethesda. Uh, this is an exclusive to Xbox when it first launches, or period. I'm not sure yet how that's going to work, but mm-hmm. looks great. Uh, looks epic. But the question is starting to be asked: Is when is a game too big? Uh, and I guess people ask that about No Man's Sky. People have been, you know, the complaints about how Assassin's Creed has been getting too big. I, as somebody who loves to explore and play single player games, I don't know what the answer is because I can lose myself for hundreds of hours into a game if it's good. I'm excited for this title. I won't be able to play it unless it goes to PS5. But what are your thoughts on all of that? Um, well, I've got an Xbox, so <laughs> like, I can play it. Uh, you know, I just, because I haven't played a Bethesda game in a while, this looks like No Man's Sky, Mass Effect, and Fallout combined. I don't know what the RPG mechanics are going to be. You know, I, lo- I, I did spend hours and hours and hours and hours into Skyrim and, and all of those uh, Oblivion or elder scrolls uh stories and this is sci-fi so i don't know i'm gonna play it <laughs> like yeah. you said i don't i don't think there is a minimum length like people have been playing star war or Star, yeah the old republic and mmos for but decades. those are mmos right i mean when you have to play by yourself is the question right and Even how long better. it takes you to complete a game <laughs> i i completely agree but there's a lot of people out there that are just like stop making games so big more so play, so play the main storyline, right? And right. get rid. And that's the other thing too, right? As mm-hmm. games get more and more expensive, you're asking me to spend sixty dollars on a ten-hour game. Like, did I get my money's worth, or right. could I just have game flied it, or or whatever the rental service is nowadays? At least a game like this, especially a single-player experience, I want hundreds of hours. You know right. what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I. That's a stupid complaint. It's I agree. Dumb. Yeah. I agree. Um and that's why I'm also excited for this next one where No Man's Sky has been ported oh, to Switch. Yeah. This is yeah. this is awesome to me. Yeah. Yes, you can go get No Man's Sky package with all of the add-ons and whatnot for the other systems, but the idea that they brought this to Switch shows you really how much they're pushing the graphics on this and the processing power of the Switch, and they haven't even released the Switch Pro. Uh so the capabilities of the system. I really, I'm really tempted to buy buy it on here because it's portable as well, uh, and the fact that you can just jam out on your couch while your wife is watching or your partner's watching TV or whatever, um, <clears throat> it's it's really tempting for me to buy this because I've been really interested in this title and all the revamps that they did to make it better. This is a must. You know what I mean? I don't know mm-hmm. when I'm gonna buy it, but I've been wanting to play this game. I played it. I think we have it, right? Do we have a free version? No. No, I don't think it's... I don't. Maybe you have it for Game Pass. I don't know. But I remember 
playing it um, okay. at some point. And I remember before I got fixed and just going, oh, okay, this is, you know, too much uh, <laughs> for my mind right now. But uh, I liked the idea of it. I think I'm going to like it a lot more on the go. Yeah, I watched my friend play it. It looks neat. And I'd yeah. love to have an opportunity to do it at some point. And the Switch is the perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah, so. Uh, next up, another asymmetrical horror game is on its way. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting its day in the sunshine, I guess you should I don't should say. <laughs> um, all of all of the systems are getting it to be put out by Gun Interactive um, and Sumo Nottingham. Uh, it'll also be available via Xbox Game Pass. So that's a good thing for you. Um, I'm not a huge fan of these games. I can't get into them as much. Um, this isn't one of those. It's not. No, oh. no, actually, that's that's why I put it on here. Or else oh, okay. I think I would have skipped it. No, this is um, like just a scary game. Like you're oh, cool. going through the house and you're going through different scenes, but it's not like you and a bunch of your friends versus um, another friend. Yeah, like PVE, I think is what it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's like that, actually. Interesting. Good. Because this tra- I watched the trailer. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think this is just a scary ass game. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's that's good. Then I'm a little bit more excited for it. So. Yeah. Uh next up, Dragon's Dogma 2 has been finally announced. We talked about how they had like this Dragon's Dogma Day, very strange was coming up. And then of course they announced the sequel. Uh I was a fan of this game when it came out. Ten years uh, ago. Exactly. I played this on PS3, I believe. It was mm-hmm. good at the time. And I, I remember enjoying it because it was a little bit different than most RPGs. Uh, they had some different um, mechanics to it that set it aside from what I was playing at the time. And I appreciated it. It's a Capcom title, and I like Capcom games as well. Uh, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this for next-gen systems. Yeah, I'm. you know, 10 years later, they made the announcement at least. Probably won't see it till 2024, but, yeah. you know, cool. <laughs> okay. no. I mean, yeah, I, not to say I'm not excited about it. I, I, I am. For sure. Yeah, it has a huge following, um, and the uptick of 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 people playing it went way up after um, the little event and the announcement. So, yeah, there's a fan base out there waiting, including me. Um, Blade Runner. Uh, it's a 1997 PC game, point and click adventure. I played it back in the day. Um, I was lucky enough to get a copy of the the new enhanced version they call it mm-hmm. uh so that was just released i got it for switch i have not been able to play it yet unfortunately there's a lot of bad reviews out there that the port was so bad that the pc version actually went ahead and, and gave out a free version of the old game yeah i heard that too it's so shitty <laughs> yeah so i um i that's probably why i have not picked it up you know besides star trek online right so. yeah i just same i just okay cool <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. I. It's like, hi, we were doing a remaster, but we didn't remaster it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Um, next up, you know, there's a co-op vampire slaying first-person shooter coming out called Redfall. Um, and it's in beta right now. And it's by Bethesda. And I'm actually kind of excited about this because I do love vampires. Yeah, we definitely love vampires. And <laughs> I mean, that's pretty and much co-op. it. And co-op. Yeah, I remember seeing this at E3 or something last mm-hmm. year. Gamescom, whatever. But yeah, it looked pretty sweet. So I'm excited to try this out for sure. Me too. Me too. 
Uh, you and I will definitely be slaying some humans or vampires or whatever along the way. So we'll be checking it out. All of them. <laughs> All of it. All of it, Casey. Uh, and last up in video game news, Final Fantasy VII had a, a little event. Uh, they announced the next chapter in the trilogy of the Final Fantasy VII remake. It's called Rebirth. Uh, it'll be coming out next year, right? End of next year, probably. Yeah. And they also announced a Crisis Core remake, uh, which is a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. If you played it on back on on PSP, I was going to say Vita, but it's before that. <laughs> PSP. I love that game. I put I put over a hundred hours into it. And it's a, it's it was weird because it seemed to be doing action RPGs, getting away from that JRPG style before. You know, even they they did it themselves. Uh, I think in Final Fantasy 15 was the first one that they did kind of or was it 13? I don't know which one, but it was yeah. definitely before um, those that new change to action RPG. Uh, and I, I appreciated it, that game. And I'm wondering how this remake is going to be. Yeah, this is like awesome. <laughs> Keep them coming. Um that's it you know keep keep doing this and hopefully we get part six someday <laughs> oh thank you i was just gonna pipe in i know that. you were <laughs> so. anyways casey what, what what time is it it is the pursuit of plastic time all right action figure enthusiasts and toy hunters out there this is the pursuit of plastic First up, big news, Funko is continuing to rule the world of toys, and they're going to do so now by purchasing Mondo, which is a big step. Uh, Mondo does so much stuff across the board, so many different niche collectibles, um, high-quality collectibles, and more. So I'm excited for what this means, uh, and f- we'll just go right into the Mondo news a little bit, because I feel like... I was complaining about those one six figures and how they had upped the pricing so much mm-hmm. and not giving you a lot of stuff. Uh, the Hordeck is the best example of that. Then they came out with that new He-Man, uh, which <laughs> they put up for like a 24-hour pre-order window. Had so many accessories. I wish I would have had the money to buy it, honestly. It is a great update to the original. I like the original one, but wow. I mean, they just went all in on this for that Hot, hot Toys pricing, which I can now say... I appreciate what they did with it. Yeah, this is this is very interesting because they've been doing some cool things like that that Wolverine one six scale as well, and they've even been getting into smaller scale figures nowadays. Um, I'm curious because Mondo is an offshoot of the Alamo Draft House. Does this have anything to do with that? Is this towards Funko getting into the movie business? I think we've talked about that as a rumor at one point. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know what all this means, but I guess probably more kick-ass collectibles uh, in order to really take on uh, Sideshow. Because Funko doesn't have a 1-6 scale um, footprint yet. So this could be their way of, of doing it. I also want to mention that they they do team with Mattel. If and yeah. now that yeah. I think about it a lot is like the, I've always said that they're like large action figures more than say like Hot Toys are mm-hmm. like the plastic. And I wonder if they use that Mattel uh, formula that's so sought after in the toy world. Um, 
it just it's unmatchable uh and it it does <laughs> remind me of a very old school like mattel figures so it'll be interesting to see what happens with mondo um i hope it doesn't mean that alamo draft house is on its way out because that's the kind of signs that you know are being thrown up to me right um, right uh also the she-ra figure uh the one six figure has been announced uh it was announced it was teased at toy fair but the pre-order goes up july 12th so i have to decide if i'm continuing my collection of these or not probably not though <sighs> it's a lot man <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> it is it is i mean if it was the only one six figures i'm buying at this point and i've stopped all around so i don't know if i'm going to continue especially with origins and, and masterverse and stuff so. exactly <laughs> anyways uh hot toys has a couple new figures out uh cat bane finally based on his appearance in the book of boba fett uh awesome looking figure with different face facial expressions you can change which is a new thing they not a new new thing but um definitely something they've been pushing more uh versus like alternative heads and stuff which is smart yeah, it's cheaper. I I like it because it means I don't have to like look for new things e- either. You know what I mean? And like my my little fishing uh what are those things called? <laughs> that fishers use tackle box tackle where box. I have all my toy accessories. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I I like that they can switch things out like that. And I think this looks like kick ass. I I don't know. I I love this figure and uh I I'll probably end up getting it to be quite honest with you. Nice. It is a it is a solid looking figure. It is. I found satisfaction at the six inch scale with that black series figure, which is amazing. Awesome. So yeah. hell yeah. Uh also Thor Love and Thunder is gonna get its push on all hot toys, I'm sure, especially when the movie drops. But uh which one's this? It's a super colorful new Thor costume. Is that what it is? Yeah, this like, is right pure... it's ultimate costume. <laughs> yeah, pure Simonson. I mean, it really does look absolutely beautiful. Um, I can't wait to see this costume in action in the movie because, which comes out this week, which is just crazy to me. <laughs> it is, and there's a lot of good press for it. Uh, I've been worried about, you know, I love Taika, I loved Ragnarok. I am excited for this movie, and if Jason Aaron says they did gore justice, then I believe it. So yep. I'm very yep. excited now seeing that it's got the backing of the maker. So <laughs> uh, NECA, uh, a couple new figures, uh, quarter scale Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And also the Invisible Man got its promo pictures for their seven inch Universal Monsters series. Yeah, this Freddy is very akin to the movie Maniacs 18 uh, inch scale figure, um, which I still own in my house uh so i don't need it but the fact that you can open up the shirt and reveal all those different faces inside of it yeah. and, and honestly freddy too is one of the best looking versions of freddy period in across all of the movies so it is a beautiful looking figure i just don't need it but invisible man you know just keeps rounding out that collection of universal monsters so that's cool who was the director who has the idea for a new England Freddy movies at Blumhouse. Yeah, Blumhouse. What do you think about that idea? You know, I want it. He says he thinks he can get Robert England back. And really, yeah. that's the only way. Like, and now watching these Stranger Things episodes, I was like, get these guys to do it. 
they yeah. clearly know how to to bring the the Freddy. So yeah, like get the Duffer Brothers to direct it, and I'm in. That's what I was thinking last night as I'm watching Stranger Things. Just kind of like, what's next for the Duffer Brothers when they're they've been doing Stranger Things for so long now, and definitely concentrating on that, like solely. Like what they'll next, do an off, you know? they'll do an offshoot. They'll do yeah. Offshoot. I would like to see something new from them though. You know, kind of, but whatever. Like the Russo brothers. I mean, they right. might end up like. The Russo brothers are not done with the Marvel. Yeah, they no, took some time. They no. did Cherry. They did, um, what was it? The great comic that I love, uh, Deadly Class. You know what I mean? Like, they've been doing stuff, but they'll come back. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see Duffer Brothers branch off, and and it would be neat to see them take on horror fully. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Uh, next up, Super 7 uh, continues its... Uh, Toxic Crusaders line <laughs> yeah. from the animated series are you know are one of our favorite from the '90s staple. Uh, I just love it that they're putting these out. I I don't know how Super Seven does it, but they've just brought back the magic of our childhood in these ultimate figures. Uh, as usual, these are up for pre-order. I'll leave a link in the um, show notes, of course, and you can check out all the characters being offered. Yeah, Toxie. <sighs> Toxie looks just fantastic. Just fantastic. Um, I uh, $55. Do I need it? But I really like it. <laughs> right. I really, really like it. There was a special edition Toxie figure that they did first. I remember. Yep. Uh, yep. And then there's also been a couple of lines, but very cool. Very cool to see Super 7 bringing back to nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So uh, McFarlane Toys. Uh I don't know when they're not on this show, but uh, Tom McFarlane <laughs> has proven that he is the toy god. Uh, somehow able to keep his seven-inch DC multiverse line under twenty dollars. Not to mention other figures um, like the new Avatar figures are still under twenty dollars. Um, the Batman sixty-six, which are six-inch, um, are under twenty. I just I'm amazed when the big two can't do that. McFarlane continues to. And this week, the Black Adam movie figures went up for pre-order. New Batman 66 figures and play sets, including the the Bat Cycle and the Villains Hideout went up and Mr. Freeze. And also, the, there's an unannounced Superpowers homage line at Walmart. Uh, at this point, people are finding it. Uh, five-inch figures based on the old cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing some newer ones, which are rumored like the, the Batman Who Laughs and whatnot but they're also doing the old vehicles. Uh, This is exciting because I love that line growing up. It's a little more, it looks a little bit more articulated. You and I kind of noticed that yesterday. Um, And I'm really excited for the official announcement for this. Yeah, this is another, you know, we talk about it every episode. He's running on full cylinders. Not only is he doing the six inch figures, he's, he's doing the, well, we're going to talk. What is it? Like the, the, paper punchers what are those things oh yeah the page punchers even page punchers he's expanding those yeah so it's just like everything is is great the black adam looks exactly like the rock it's got good articulation the rest of the line like hawkman is just insane like that's fitting in a box for 25 dollars. like come on it's just you can't fight with me when when you're talking about Marvel Legends and these other guys increasing prices and, and Mattel increasing prices for way less. It's just like, what is he doing? What is his deal? I'm sorry. It's just it's inexcusable. Don't apologize, because here's here's another thing I noticed was 
this departure from the build a figure it's insane to me because remember when the uh the disney plus series came out from marvel legends it was like get all these characters but you can't get the falcon captain america wings without collecting all of them oh yeah um i'm so sick of big build a figures that um i that i've noticed that he's been moving towards these mega figs more and more which mm-hmm. is just smart like i will pay 40 bucks for a giant man bat to sit on my yep. shelf because 100%. you're not going to get that another like at that price and you can make an excuse that they actually do go scale with six inch figures at that size. so i i can't argue that this guy is not setting a standard keeping his figures under that price at the detail he does them at plus the selection it just makes yeah. no sense to me it's it's great and i'll i'll continue to support mcfarland as i always have so me too Last up, we'll just briefly go into this because LegoCon, you know, was a little while ago. It's about a half a month ago now, but some really crazy stuff came out of it. Um, new Star Wars things. Um, but I loved seeing this classic Lego castle uh, and getting the price point for that. Uh, they're doing a lot of these homage sets with 90 years of Lego happening right now. And this is called the Lion's Knight's Castle uh, at $400, which um, I would love to be able to buy. Uh, another thing up, something that really attracted you was this, uh, the 1979 Galaxy yeah, Galaxy Explorer, which is a classic set, and, and that's only a hundred bucks. Um, so if you're into that kind of stuff, check it out. Yeah, they're putting out some really fun sets as they continue to do so, <laughs> as they promised uh, a yeah. billion billion sets in 2022. So. Yep. I do want to bring this up as I always do kind of neat news from the toy world, but Lego will be opening its first U S brick plant ever. And it will be completely carbon neutral. So made in America, American jobs, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Lego, you know, they just print money. Um, and, but they're also doing it for good reasons and they're helping kids. And I, you know, I don't have anything against what they do, so keep it going and I'll continue to support you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Casey, where can you find us? You can find us all over the interwebs. Uh, that will be at dfatentertainment.com, dfatent on social media. Don't forget a towel.com. You'll find us all over there. Um, we will be taking a little bit of a hiatus. We're in July. We do have our 10th. 10 year anniversary. So when we come back, we'll announce a contest and, and giveaway for all that kind of stuff. But in the meantime, if you don't hear from us from for a little while uh, as part of the main show, don't get scared. Uh, we will be back. We might end up doing some more of these little bonus episodes um, in between that time, but we'll be back sometime in August. We just need a little bit of a break with the summer coming up and for the 10 year anniversary. So we will be back and we thank all of you for your support. And as I like to say, go read some comics. Well said, my friend. And as always, this is Chris saying, don't forget a towel. Don't forget a towel.